missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. Have you been spending more time on your couch? Uh, yeah. During the pandemic? Yeah. Have you noticed it? How so? It just in terms of like, man, I'm really not doing as much as I... Should well, be doing. with the weather being as nice, we've really made a point to try and get outside a lot. Right. So in the past week, we haven't been. I'm just speaking generally speaking, yeah. Generally through the last eight months, yes. you know, uh, you're not alone, Shaw. Neither am I, neither are you, Gene. Uh, it sounds like a lot, but when you do the math, it's actually not that bad. Uh, on uh, average, over the last eight months of the pandemic since March, uh, Americans have spent an extra 448 hours on their couch, <laughs> which when you do the math is only two extra hours a day. So it's not that bad. But uh, a lot of that time obviously comes from being at home and working as well. Sure. Um, some other stats from a recent survey about the time we've spent at home and on the couch. Uh, couch, our second favorite piece of furniture overall. Anybody stab at the number one? Recliner. Bed. Bed. Oh, Come bed, on, yeah. uh, Bed. Uh, bed, couch, lounge chair, coffee table, and home office furniture are the top five. Coffee table? Yeah, catch all. Put everything <laughs> on it. Yeah, I mean, Food, place computer, for your stuff. Yeah. Beverage. Uh, the average sofa, the average couch is uh, seven years old. And uh, half of us, 50% of us, would like to buy a new one, but uh, just don't want to spend the money on that. Uh, 61% of people in uh, this survey about. Time spent on the couch uh, who are working from home say the couch has been their uh, main workstation. So get something set up there where the couch, I'm comfy on the yeah, couch. Be comfy. Uh, where I'm seated and uh, I'll just get some kind of tray table or maybe the coffee table and uh, use that as my desk. Uh, and seven in ten per- uh, people say their perfect night in right now involves their sofa in some way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as we get uh, into the colder months, that's going to continue. Spending time on the couch. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Back to Bullcrap, Shaw. Okay. Weird food edition. Today is National Scrapple Day. Are you familiar with Scrapple? I am not. Uh, Uh, It's a Pennsylvania dish. It's almost like spam, but it's different. So they take all of this, like pork and meat product and then they grind it up and make it into this like patty called scrapple okay um uh, pork scraps trimmings cornmeal flour it's a dutch food apparently and uh you make it into like a meatloaf semi-solid congealed loaf (laughs) yeah congealed meat and then you fry it yeah yeah, similar to spam um Uh i guess if you're if you're if you want to compare it to anything but uh i've never had scrapple because there's actually real food out there uh that i'd rather try first before i get that far uh, I'm good with Scrapple. Same with, like, uh, Ludafisk. Uh, not going to ever try it. I'm good. I don't need uh, some sort of weird pseudo-fish jelly product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'm going to eat food that's good. Why would I eat stuff that's not good? Right, Shaw? I'm with you. So, weird food edition of Factor Bullcrap on National Scrapple Day. Chitlins. I'm sure you've heard of these. Yeah. Are a type of green leafy vegetable. Is that fact or is that bullcrap, Shaw? I think uh, it's bullcrap. Yeah, it's a meat, isn't it? Chitterlings, fried pig intestines. Yeah. Put some hot sauce on it. That's what they say. Comes Shaw. from an animal, Shaw. Pig intestines. Uh, you got that one right, Shaw. Good start. Good start to Factor Bullcrap. A couple more questions here. Factor Bullcrap. Weird food edition on the morning sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Rocky Mountain oysters yes. are a type of freshwater clam. Is that Factor Bullcrap? No, that would be bullcrap. 
They aren't seafood at all. What mm-hmm. are they, Shaw? They're testicles. They are bull, sheep, male pig testicles, the nether region there, Shaw. So you got that one right. You ever had one? Uh-uh. Colorado, right? That's a big thing. Don't they have a festival? Uh-huh. Don't they have a yes. Rocky Mountain Oyster festival? Never had one myself either, Shaw. No, it's not high on my list either. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to start messing up words here because <laughs> these are made up words, but I'm going to do my best, okay? Factor Bullcrap Weird Food Edition. Coolicles. Are pickles soaked in Kool-Aid? Is that fact or bullcrap? No. Would you call them coolicles? Yeah. So K-O-O-L-I-C-K-L-E-S. Coolicles. Uh, are I'll, pickles soaked in Kool-Aid? That sounds awful. I'll say bullcrap. Apparently, it's something popular in the South. Go figure. But they usually soak them in red Kool-Aid, Shaw. Pickles and red Kool-Aid. Ew. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Have you ever had a real pickle that's not soaked in Kool-Aid? <laughs> it's delicious. Right. Don't need to go any further. Factor bullcrap. Weird food edition here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Burgoo. B-U-R-G-O-O. Burgoo is a type of stew you can make with basically any kind of meat. Is that fact or bullcrap, Shaw? Burgoo. I've never heard of that, but let's say fact. They also call it roadkill soup. <laughs> Heard guess, of that. Guess where it's popular? The South? Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> roadkill soup. That sounds terrible. <laughs> hey, look. I got me a porcupine. <laughs> Y'all want to put this in? No. I'm good, actually. Burgoo, Shaw. So if that's on the menu. Say no. Uh, say no. Might be might be time to pass on that one. Last one, Shaw. Back to bullcrap. Weird food edition. Okay. Agu duck. Is a type of ice cream made with fish. Is that fact or bullcrap? Uh, let's say fact. Hoo-ah! It's uh, also called Alaskan ice cream or Eskimo ice cream. It's made with things like whipped, fat, dried fish, moose, Ooh. and caribou meat. Ooh. And it's spelled A-K-U-T-A-Q. Aguduck. You did pretty good, Shaw. You got yeah. four out of five. Nice mm-hmm. job, man. You Thank know your you. weird foods. What do you think the weirdest thing you've ever eaten is? Oh, boy. Um, I had goat once. Like goat meat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where was that? My mother-in-law's house. She told me it was beef. She lied to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much like you lied to TK about what the I contents- didn't know. I told her the truth. She just didn't want to hear <laughs> Gene, food traveler, you ever do any uh, weird foods? I don't think weird. I mean, you know, oysters raw are weird. They're good, but they're yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's kind of, I mean, like, I have one or two, and then I'm like, mm, that's that's good. Yeah. I don't think I've, other than Lego pieces when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> the occasional marble. I don't know what the hell I was doing swallowing marbles, but I was a kid. I don't know. Maybe some dirt. <laughs> but never, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Really tried anything that weird? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people don't like crab. You know, some people think crab is weird. I'm like, man, you're missing out. Ryan, come on, Gene, let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. If you Google COVID symptoms, Shaw, yes, there is a litany, and it seems like every day there's new stuff that gets put on. I there. heard about this new one. What uh, is this new one? How do you like your wine? Does it taste like gasoline? Oh no! What are you doing? I know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one of the newer ones. Um, but obviously, the, the effect on your sense of smell and taste is one of the ones that is kind of weird. I've actually, you know, I don't know, you guys, we've all probably known several people that have had 
uh, COVID personally. Uh-huh. And uh, the people that I've known that I've talked to, I've asked them, you know, how severe it was, what, you know, how they feel, if there's, you know, I, I know somebody that had symptoms. It, yeah, I had somebody, the, a friend of mine that had it in March up in Minneapolis, and I keep asking him, here we are eight months later, like, what are your, you know, your lingering, you know, issues? And uh, a friend of mine who had it said that the loss of taste and smell was super strange because uh-huh. it just kind of goes and then it's gone and there's, and then it just sort of takes a while and it reappears. But uh, that is one of the uh, symptoms, Shaw, is the loss of taste and the loss of smell. It doesn't mean that you uh, are going to get it, but uh, if you do lose your sense of taste or smell, Obviously, uh, and you think it's COVID-related, maybe go get tested or self-quarantine, but it might not be COVID. It might be something else. Here are four other things that mess with your sense of taste okay. uh, and or smell because uh, besides COVID. Uh, another virus. Great. Losing your sense of taste or smell is uh, is obviously a telltale sign for COVID, but it occasionally happens with other viruses that can cause sinus and respiratory infections, including just the regular old flu, Shaw. So it might just be the flu. So you're still sick. You just don't have COVID. Right, right. Um, Dental problems. Obviously, anything uh, relating to your teeth or your gums uh, could cause some issues. Gum disease and any kind of oral infection can mess with your sense of taste. Usually, you get yourself a metallic flavor in your mouth. Obviously, if your fillings are going, you know, Mm -hmm. and you got those old school metal fillings, that could be an issue. Uh, These are four things that mess with your sense of taste and or smell besides COVID. Uh, Not getting enough nutrients. We've all been uh, comfort food eating, right? Uh, But uh, being deficient in zinc can sometimes cause a metallic taste and weaken your sense of smell. Uh, Obviously, zinc is something that a lot of people take uh, to try and prevent colds or or arm themselves against uh, the common cold. And then allergies, obviously, those things mess with you, you know, all year long. But uh, if you've got really bad allergies, congestion, inflammation can block your olfactory receptors Mm -hmm. behind your nose. And polyps in your sinuses can also mess with your uh, senses as well. So there are four things. That can also mess with your sense of taste or smell, not just uh, the COVID shot. If I open a bottle of fresh red wine and it tastes like gasoline, I'm getting tested. What the hell are you talking about? So a lot of people with COVID have had problems with their sense of taste and smell. And just most recently, we're learning that uh, wine can smell like gasoline to those who have um, COVID. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, man. You uh, got real, didn't it? Just discovered someone's kryptonite over there. Uh Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> does it start right away or does it uh, get halfway through the bottle before it does that right star, that's or? what i'm thinking like i'm a glass in and i'm having a good night and then all of a sudden it's like ah, i'm drinking gas no no gas might be cheaper than wine might just go straight to the gas right Jean? it's up again though i know it went up that? 15 cents thanks yeah. joe biden way to go <laughs> jesus that guy can't get anything right not even in the white house yet and he's making the gas go up <laughs> You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. So, good news? Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. Him a butterfly, sugar, baby. Good news. Yeah, I've heard way worse. Good news with bad music here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. I've been waiting for this this morning. What's up? Each and every weekday just after 7 o'clock, giving you something to smile about, hopefully. Fingers crossed. You on the Google? Uh, I can be. Hold on. Yes, now I am. All right. Google. Yes. Matterhorn. You're familiar with the Matterhorn? I am. Disney. Uh, And then uh, maybe at home or California. There is a guy in California who created a smaller version of Disneyland's Matterhorn roller coaster in his yard during quarantine, and it's pretty friggin' impressive. I always wanted to build a ride, and Disney rides are special to me because they're themed. They tell a unique story, and... Never really had the know-how or the time. And, you know, 
they talk about all the negatives of COVID, but one of the benefits of COVID is that you have all this time and, and you realize, you know, what can I be doing with all this time? And no, that guy, not normally. <laughs> I'm watching right now. Dude, the video is crazy. I mean, it's uh, it's got to be what three stories tall, and he's got the animatronic uh, snowman in there, the Yeti, and uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, most people don't take this break of COVID and do stuff like this. But this dude. guy did. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, he built himself a mini Matterhorn in his front yard, or well, backyard, I believe, there in California during the uh, COVID crisis. So, <laughs> good news with bad music. Here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock, when the pandemic started, a uh, woman in England named Nina Ambrose could not visit her dad. Many people obviously had this mm-hmm. problem. Loved ones in the hospital, in uh, you know nursing homes, facilities, weren't allowed to go visit them. Her dad had Alzheimer's, wasn't allowed to visit him, and that's obviously terrible. Uh, so what did she do? She got around it by volunteering at the nursing home, and now she sees him every day, and she's planning a career change because she loved working there so huh? much. That no she wants way. To, yeah, I don't know what she did beforehand, but she wanted to see her dad right. and be around him. And so she volunteered and wasn't getting paid. And now she's thinking about going to school and learning how to be a nurse and, and spending more time around uh, people who need help. That's awesome. Good news with bad music here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Last one. This is uh, by far the, the best news that we've seen uh, in the last couple of days. 90%, Gene, 90%. On the Pfizer uh, vaccine. 90% is a game changer. Now you're hoping to have a tool in your war against this pandemic that could be significantly effective. How long this protection will last is something that we don't know right now, but we will follow up the 44,000 people that they receive, they are part of this uh, study, for two years. And during this follow up, obviously, we will be looking also uh, the durability of the immune responses. Obviously, you got to temper this with a little bit of uh, rationality, right? It's early. We don't know all the side effects or any of the side effects, really. We got to wait and see the long term effects. But Pfizer is uh, saying that their vaccine is uh, over 90% effective at preventing people from getting the virus. Huge news could mean the vaccines could really help us get things under control. Dr. Fauci uh, worried it might only be 50 to 70% effective. Uh, and if only half of us were willing to get the vaccine, it might not do much anyways. Uh, so over 90% is a pretty big deal. Just to compare, flu vaccines are only 40 to 60% effective in most years. So 90% effective uh, is a massive number compared to the usual flu vaccine that people get. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You're listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. The cooler temperatures are here, Gene, and mm-hmm. it means winter. Right around the corner. I'm trying to have a positive attitude. It's not my favorite time of the year, <laughs> but I'm trying not to, you know, get, let it get me down. Sunshine today with a high of 47, maybe up near 50 on Saturday. But Sunshine's winter, important. Yeah, yeah, winter is right around the corner. Here are the uh, 10 least favorite things about winter. New survey asking people to share their least favorite parts of winter, specific as well. Uh, on this one, Gene, but uh, here are the results. Number 10, defrosting the car. I suppose that's probably fallen down the list now that remote car starters have uh, become more popular and more prevalent, and we are going to have your chance to win a remote car starter in the next couple of weeks, so be listening for more details. That helps, right, Gene? You've got one of those? That, that totally, that's a game changer, man. I'll, I, I, if I, If possible in my life, I'll never not have that. <laughs> Uh, this one applies to people like me, dry skin. I've got psoriasis oh, already, yeah. and uh, when the winter weather hits and it gets really dry, it's hard to keep that skin moisturized, and 
Boy, that's a real pain in the ass. It really affects your uh, your ability to sleep. Scott Stack. Do you run a humidifier at all in the winter? Sometimes we used to when we had the huge upstairs bedroom. Now with our smaller bedroom, it stays uh, pretty humid in there. Okay. Um, with that as, helps a lot. With as warm me. as it gets in there. But uh, I've got a little bedside one as well. But part of the problem with these things is that uh, they're really difficult to keep clean. You start to get that uh, scum buildup or you get that like hard water mm-hmm. deposits and there's chemicals and stuff you can put in there, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really difficult. Number eight on the list of the uh, least favorite things about winter: snow. Just plain and simple snow. We don't like it. It's nice at first; it's cute. All right, it makes everything looks pretty, but then after a while, it's like okay, enough is enough. Uh, wind chill, number seven, where it's like, yeah. oh, it's twenty degrees outside, but no, actually, it's forty below because it's windy and the wind chill is uh, affecting us. Uh, number six, heating bills, obviously. <laughs> That sucks real bad when that goes up 100 bucks, 200 bucks sometimes in the wintertime. Uh, my wife just has to learn to suffer and uh, deal with uh, the cooler temps in the house. I, 64. But you have a fireplace, though, don't you, to turn to take the chill off? Yeah, and it works to a certain extent, uh, but I still keep the heat at 64 in the wintertime. And then if uh, she needs additional warmth and blankets and sweatshirts, it is. Uh, winter storms in general. Just uh, number five on the list, winter storms, you know, having to deal with the you know, the winter storm for a couple of days sometimes. We, we, we get a few here. Nor'easters are really bad on the East Coast having to deal with her, you know, like, uh, you know, snowpocalypse out there. Um, well, and if you're trying to travel, you've got plans, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, what do you mean? I got to so get here for, for work, or I've got to get that, and it's, you know, ruined by a storm. Our 10 least favorite things about winter. We'll finish up the list here as we get to uh, number four with ice. Obviously, black ice in the morning, you're going to work, you get a little mist in the morning maybe, and then it freezes up, and next thing you know, you're slip sliding away. Uh, lack of daylight. I, I was waiting for darkness. I knew it had to be high up on the list. I darkness. hate that. Uh, yeah, darkness. Darkness. Yeah, lack of daylight, number three on the mm-hmm. list of our least favorite things about winter. Cold and flu season. This year especially. Is it is it COVID or is it just uh, a cold? Do I have the flu or do I got to go get a nasal swab in my brain? Which one is it? Uh, cold and flu season, not fun. And then number one uh, of our least favorite things about winter is just the cold weather. Just the fact that it's cold Mm -hmm. and it's shivery and there's not a lot of fun stuff to do. And we're already dealing with a pandemic and uh, an election and everything else. And uh, now it's cold. So there you go. The 10 things that we we like least about wintertime. When is winter? December 21st? Is that when we... Yeah, it's not for a while yet. I mean, technically, we're still in autumn. So I'm trying to... I'm trying to... Trying to have a think, positive think positive. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, 47 and sunny today, 47 tomorrow. Looks like 42 on Friday and then near Some 50. Some rain for the weekend, though, yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah. However, I'm looking ahead next week on Thursday. It looks like 58 uh, oh. for a high with a, a little bit of sun and clouds. Partly cloudy and a high of 58 next Thursday. That's what my weather app says, so we'll fingers crossed we'll take that. Not awesome, not great. The best is yet to come. Better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. And uh, did you change your batteries and your smoke detectors, Gene? I, you know what? I totally forgot until you mentioned that this morning. And I usually use the, uh, you know, the time the change. daylight savings the time change to yeah. remind myself to go through and check them all in the house. So now I got to do that. But yeah. no, I haven't. Uh, batteries, obviously, and the smoke alarms, smoke detectors are generally every six months. That's what they recommend. And it uh, tends to line up nicely with the time change in the spring and in the winter or fall. Uh, here are some other household items you might want to look at and think about replacing. Obviously, your filters. Same thing. Furnace filters, right? Springtime, mm-hmm. when you turn it on, maybe check out the air conditioning. Make sure it's working. And in the fall, when you're turning on the heat, uh, especially if you run candles, 
We had that problem in our old house a lot. Uh, my wife uh, used to burn some really dirty candles, so we would get a lot of smoke uh, build up in the filters and have to change them a little more often than normal. But uh, they say that uh, your filters every you know six months, sometimes three months for the thinner ones, three to four months. We got those inch thick ones. We got those really thick ones like we have at our house, the four or five inch thick ones. It's usually every six to nine months. So uh, fire extinguishers. There's another thing you should look at. Yeah, uh, I, that. Ours is like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, this thing is like two decades old. Right. Uh, (laughs) Obviously, think about that, too. If you buy a house or you move into a new place, you know, think about that. Yeah, there might be fire extinguishers laying around, but you have no idea how long they've been there. Uh, Most rechargeable fire extinguishers need to recharge every five or six years. The disposable kind need to be replaced after a dozen years. Uh, So look at those. Obviously, first aid kits, another thing you should look at, gauze, bandages, those kind of things. You probably don't need to replace them, but some of the other stuff, maybe if you've got an antiseptic in there uh, or you've got uh, some uh, some other, you know, kind of liquid in there that might have an expiration date, take a look at that. Uh, some of the stuff in your first aid kit might expire every three to five years. This is another You know one. another thing that I just found out about a year ago, I had a safety inspection done, yeah. a carbon monoxide detector. Are good for five to seven years, and ours were like ten years old. Carbon monoxide detectors—you can, you got to replace those <laughs> every five or seven years. Yeah, you can uh, obviously sometimes get the ones that are also a smoke detector as well. But yeah, um, uh huh. Take a look at those. Here's another one that can get really gross really fast, and you should know this. Uh, some people use a dish towel in this in the kitchen. Some people use a sponge. I prefer the sponge because you get the two sided, where you get the soft sponge, and then you get the rough side to really scrub your pans, but. Uh, obviously, it depends on how much you use it, but they say every two weeks you should be uh, throwing that old, nasty, funky sponge away and uh, and using a new one. Obviously, if it gets real sna- uh, stagnant after one week, then then replace it with a new one. But uh, another one, uh, every three to four months, they say you should look at your toothbrush. Um, or sooner, obviously, if the bristles tend to get matted or frayed. But uh, the recommendation is that every three months to four months, you should be replacing your toothbrush. This is a list of some household items you should replace. Uh, last one, loofah in your spun in your shower. Do you use a loofah or just a I don't. I don't. cloth or something? Uh, mm-hmm. They say that every three to four months you should replace your loofah if you use one or it'll end up covered in bacteria. Well, there you go. Ew. Yeah, gross, right? Mm-hmm. List of things you should replace in your house or look at replacing. Obviously, uh, the popular ones are the batteries and the smoke detectors right around the time change, which just happened a few days ago. So now might be a good time to look at some of the other stuff you got laying around your house. Let's put on a show. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. But let's be honest. Shaw's the real star of the show. Stick it up the butt. How do you hold the steering wheel, Shaw? Ten and two. Uh, I usually just have my left hand on the wheel. Left hand, top of the wheel, side of the wheel, bottom of the wheel? Uh, toward side to bottom. Side to bottom. So, One, 8 o'clock. So, the bottom quadrant on yes, that side. Correct. Okay. One hand on the bottom of the wheel. You are a minimalist who keeps things simple. Oh, my God. That's exactly <laughs> who you are. That is ding, 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 ding. All because of how I put my hand on the wheel. Huh? May I repeat for the jury? <laughs> if you keep one hand on the bottom of yeah. the wheel yeah. while you're steering... Yep. You are a minimalist who keeps things simple. Okay. I'm okay with that. That sounds exactly like one Scott Robert Shaw from the Wisdom Newsroom. A personality expert, quote unquote, uh, online came up with a personality test based on how you grip your steering wheel. (laughs) 
Gene, you said 10 and 2? Well, sort of, yeah, pretty much. Now, obviously, we switch it up. Yeah. Not everybody drives the same way. With All the, the time. But and... for the most part, if you have a go-to move with the steering wheel, 10 and 2 says, classic way, you might have learned as a teenager, 10 and 2, right? If you still do that, it means you play by the rules. You might also be a perfectionist. I play by the rules. I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. That's something a perfectionist would say. <laughs> you should have seen Gene on Saturday. It was hilarious. Trying the, to get every detail right? Well, that, obviously, which I just sort of ignore at this point. It's been 13 years. I just ignore it. I, I don't let it affect me. Uh, but the the watching of the food coming out of the kitchen, trying to will it to come out faster. <laughs> standing there watching through the door and i said look it's not going to come out faster because you're watching it get out of here go outside get it you know have a drink relax uh by the way nine and three which is uh far left far right so just a little bit down mm-hmm. from ten and two okay uh it means you're probably an anxious person but also very thorough that might be more where your hands are gene yeah anxious and thorough <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> doesn't say anything about doesn't say anything about illegible but uh uh, if you are at eight and four, which is ten and two, but on the bottom half of the steering wheel, Shaw. Eight and four, okay. Uh, it means you're a confident person who likes to take charge. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, one hand, bottom of the wheel, that's minimalist, keeping things simple. Okay, what about one on the top? Is that an option? Now, if you want to read more of these, uh, you can go to the Morning okay. Sickness page at 957therock.com or on our app. I uh, wrote an article about this, uh, how your steering wheel grip Relates to your personality. One hand near the top of the wheel. That's usually how I go. Left hand, top of the wheel. Uh, Relaxed and like to project confidence. Doesn't sound like me at all. (laughs) Holding the... (laughs) This one is weird. Holding near the middle of the wheel. So like like the the spokes of the steering wheel? Yeah. So inside, not on the horn part, because there's another one for that. Uh, We'll get to that here momentarily. But in the middle there, as opposed to the rim, uh, if it's one-handed, Shaw... You're a thrill seeker who lives life to the fullest. If you're two-handed, it means you're soft-spoken and you try to avoid conflict. And then last but not least, this online personality expert determining what your steering wheel grip says about your personality says, with one hand on the horn, ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) You have road rage. You're probably a busy and bossy person, but you're also reliable. I've never seen anybody drive like Uh -uh. that. No, that sounds like a really bad way to drive. Hard to take corners that maneuver a vehicle. Yeah, sounds terrible. Like a really bad way to do things. I just yell at people. I don't need the horn. I don't. I don't even like to use the horn because what good does it do? Unless it's like I'm waiting at a green light and someone isn't going within Mm -hmm. the first two seconds, then I'll honk them. But I'm not. You know, you see these people in traffic jams honking. It's like nobody's moving here, bitch. Where are we gonna go? You and your stupid horn. I also like to go to my friends' houses. And honk the horn 7,000 times in front of their house so that their neighbors know that I'm out there. Mm-hmm. Mary and Eric. <laughs> we were returning. It was so funny. We were returning some Tupperware to Mary and Eric uh, Olson, our good friends. Eric, obviously, bass yeah. player for Monkey Wrench. And uh, they live in a nice neighborhood. You know? And you'd show up. And we showed up in the truck. And, and uh, I got the Tupperware. And I'm just laying on her, her, her for like 10 minutes. Her, her. I don't know if they couldn't hear me, but I was just having a... We were laughing, giggling. Some guy comes around the corner from down the street. And like, can I help you? His finger yelling at me and stuff. He was so pissed. That dude was so mad. One of my favorite memories, Mary and Eric. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. 
And I know it's been a long time since uh, any of us have uh, been in the, the dating pool. Um, but, uh, you know, people are out there trying to find love during a pandemic, Shaw, and plenty, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, well, I mean, but think about it. What better time to, to, to do this, uh, than a time when we're on the internet all the time, right? And you got a ton of apps on your phone where you can date, you know I mean? Think about trying to date somebody back in the 1920s when the Spanish flu hit, you know, I, it's like, uh, right, right, good yeah, luck. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, plenty of fish apparently, uh, every year puts out a list of dating trends that they expect to see more of the following year, Shaw. And obviously this year, uh, the dating trends are going to be kind of weird for 2021 because of the pandemic. And here are the uh, top dating trends that Plenty of Fish expects to see next year. Okay. Uh, the first one is Fauci-ing. You knew he was going to be on the list somewhere. Hmm. Do you want to take a stab at what that means? Fauci-ing? Fauci-ing. Are we dating a doctor? I don't know. Uh, no, but that's probably, that's pretty, I look at my wife and I love her to death, but she's a lawyer and I'm thinking, man, if I get sick with this COVID, I'd rather be hooked up with a nurse or a doctor. I don't know if this lawyer thing is going to work out for me too well, but uh, no, Fauciing is uh, declining to date someone because you don't feel they're taking the pandemic seriously mm. enough. Ah. Yeah, bro. So in downtown, like my bros and we yeah. went, we hit it up. Right. It was great. And you know, that might not be masks, for Hannah, uh, right? She's not going to yeah. date a guy like that. Yeah. No, she is no way. Not that is not Hannah's ballgame. Uh, masquerading. Uh, uh, that's where you pretend to care about masks and COVID 19 just so people will date you. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, like I made masks at home for a little while I, I when the pandemic started because I care. Uh, these are some of the dating uh, trends that Plenty of Fish expects to see in 2021, Shaw. Uh, apocalypsing. I like this one. Uh, treating every relationship like it's your last and getting too serious too quick. Uh, so these are the, these are the girls that say... These are the girls that say they love you after like two dates or maybe after that one time you have sex and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I really love you. Okay, well, cool. I got to bite my arm whoa, off and get whoa, out of here. Whoa, whoa. Uh, but it, it could happen. You know what I mean? The world could come to an end. And you're like, all right, well, I guess I'm stuck with you now. <laughs> Zoom landering. You ever heard of this one? No. Zoom landering. Okay. Uh, so this is much like the movie Zoolander. Uh, show me some blue steel, Shaw. Uh, and it's people who won't stop checking themselves out on camera when they're on a Zoom date. Oh, man. Oh. So they're looking at themselves right. on That's the Zoom awful. date That's as a opposed to their date. Yeah, that, that might be, you know, or they're trying to, like, do the selfie face or the duck lips or whatever. Uh, these are just some of the dating trends. There's a whole bunch of them. By the way, there's an article uh, that I wrote on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com for the dating trends for 2021 if you want to read more of these. Uh, one last one. This one is actually kind of funny, Shaw. Uh, <laughs> the hay and pray. You want to take a stab at what that means? Uh, boy, I don't, you just hope you don't have it. And this is uh, much like Scrady. He told me that. So tell me about Tinder, Gene. You might. Is swiping left means yes or no? I, I think you swipe right. Swipe think, right I means think, you, you want to match? Actually, I don't know. You're well, swiping Scrady, which way? When Scrady was with us many years ago, Shaw, he told me that he would swipe right uh, and say yes to everybody. everybody. Well, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Casting Remember, a wide net? 100% of Shaw. Yeah, he cast wide turn people away. Well, no, no, no. That's not it. He just said, you know, look, more yeses means a chance of more right. results. The odds go and up. Right, that's what the hey and pray is. That's where you play a numbers game on dating apps and you just spam a bunch of people with things like, hey, you there, you up, hey there. Two-thirds of women who use dating apps say it's happened to them. So it is happening out there, and uh, you, I, we could call that the scrady. You know what I mean? You don't and turn just, anybody uh, down. Just, shoot or shoot. It. You know what I mean? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right, right, Sean? That's right. So, so there you go. Well just so, take them all. 
<laughs> just, yeah, I don't really like you, but hey, what's up? Uh, so there you go. Some dating trends for 2021, according to Plenty of Fish. And again, you can read more of those. There's a ton more of them, by the way. You can read them on the uh, Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. You been binging anything, Shaw? You been watching anything? You check uh, out any movies recently? We just uh, started watching Shit's Creek. Oh, okay. You haven't seen it? Well, we started watching it, I don't know, a year ago or something like that. And for whatever reason, a couple episodes in, we just weren't into it. But we knew, we knew we needed to give it a second chance. And we're glad we oh did. We're almost God. done with season one now. So, Oh, they get, they get better. That's what they I've heard, get yeah. way better. That's I, what I've heard. I, I haven't watched it either, Shaw. It's on the list of things that oh. I watch. Uh, it's also not on the list of the TV shows that we've been re-watching during quarantine. Uh, as I mentioned to you uh, several times, back when this all kind of started and the lockdown first started happening, Shaw, the, I went through and rewatched uh, every episode of Seinfeld right. in, in order, which I had never done. I had seen every episode thanks to all the reruns on TBS for many, many years. Yeah. But uh, I had never actually watched uh, from start to finish Seinfeld until this year. Uh, the other thing that I've been doing recently, because during October, the wife and I, we were watching, you know, these kind of uh, cult classic horror movies yeah. that we had never seen before and watching movies that we had never watched. Well, this month I'm going with movies that I'm familiar with. Uh, and apparently that's uh, because I have that's anxiety and it helps common. comfort, it's common helps comfort for me. Uh, but uh, some of the TV shows and movies that people have been rewatching during quarantine. Number one, Jurassic Park. Hmm. Okay. Twenty six percent of people that responded to a survey about what movies they've been rewatching said Jurassic Park was the one that they've been going to. I like Jurassic Park. I don't know. It was a good movie. Yeah. You know, you got some good quotes in there. You got uh, you know dinosaurs. Big dinosaurs. And, yeah. Uh, it was a huge movie. Obviously, when it came out, uh, all the classics though. No big surprise here. Indiana Jones. Uh, take your pick. Why did it have to be snakes? Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with Indiana Jones. Die Hard, number three. Uh, ho, ho, Well, ho. that'll just keep being more and, and more as we get yeah, closer to the holiday. It's not Christmas. It's not the holiday season until I see Hans Gruber fall off the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. Uh, Home Alone, number four. <laughs> I Okay, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to that one. But uh, Back to the Future at number five. Forrest uh, Gump, number yeah. six. Well, Shawshank. Classics here. Again, these are the big ones. So these are, you know what you're getting, right? And like an all-time great movie. Uh, these are the movies and TV shows that people are rewatching during quarantine. Shawshank at number seven. Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call, Shaw? Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters. Number eight and uh, number nine is Men in Black, and then Shrek at number ten. Hmm. I just recently uh, rewatched all of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies because there's a, you know, there's kind of a story that goes through them. And then at the end, you get to Christoph Waltz, Dr. No, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then I just uh, binged all the Transformer movies, the Michael Bay ah. Transformer movies as well. Uh, TV shows that we're rewatching yeah. during the, the pandemic to, to be comfortable when we're quarantining and, and you know, Netflixing and uh, chilling. Seinfeld, number one. There you go. Seinfeld. Really? Game. Wow. Yep. yep. Uh, so, you know what? I And I told you this before, Shaw. I forgot how many of those episodes had more than right. one classic scene in them. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you think of it, it ran for nine seasons, right, Seinfeld? And you think of all of the classic scenes that we remember uh, from Seinfeld, and you think, oh, well, in nine seasons, they were probably one an episode or one every other episode. No, there were several episodes where there were two or three things that are classic, memorable scenes and the, the lines that we, you know, repeat uh, ad nauseum. But uh, Game of Thrones, number two on the list mm -hmm. of uh, shows mm -hmm. that we've been rewatching during the pandemic. It's nice to go back and watch that without the big uh, year-long break in between seasons. Uh, Friends, number three. The Office, number four. I was four. waiting for that. Office, yeah. What's interesting about the TV shows is that it goes classic here with I Love Lucy and the Twilight Zone at five and six. Mm, I could get into some Twilight Zone, I think. Then you got some garbage here. Yeah, Park and Rec. 
That's on no. Okay. New Girl at number seven. What? Uh, that's the one with Zoe Deschanel from Fox, I believe. Bob's Burgers, again from Fox. Supernatural uh, at number yeah, nine. And the there's Vampire a million Diaries. season. At number 10. So there you go. Those are the TV shows and movies we've been re-watching during the pandemic. You got plans to, to watch anything this weekend, Shaw? Uh, well, there's uh, Iowa football on Friday night, so that's uh, on my What's list. What's going on down there? You got people leaving the the, 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 the the team every day now. Every day there seems to be a new person going somewhere else. Yeah, entering the transfer protocol. And, of course, there's a number of teams, uh, in the, including in the Big Ten, that aren't going to be playing this weekend. Ohio State, Maryland, uh, that's been called off because of coronavirus. So. Gene, you going to be uh, watching anything? What are your plans for the weekend? Uh, I don't know that I have anything specific that I'm going to be. Uh, I want a chili, mulligatani. Huh? What are you making, mulligatani? <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. No, no? I'm not going right. to. Uh, I, I I did want to rewatch Schitt's Creek. Um, okay. I love that show, and 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 once you get to the end, you're like, oh, if I saw the first episode, <laughs> the first season again, because it's so they haven't really developed into the characters right. they're going to be. So to go backwards and see it after you've seen the finale, I think would be fun. But hmm. yeah, no, there's plans in that. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. A fisherman in Egypt recovering after undergoing an emergency surgery. To remove a live oh, where fish. Where did it go? Where did it end up? In his penis or his butt? Which in, one was in it? In his throat. Front of the, oh! Nearly suffocating him. Oh! oh, oh. Uh, How did it get in there? So the man was fishing. Oh. He caught a fish. What? All right. And Got then he tried so to catch a second fish. Yeah. Ugh. And he held the first fish in his mouth. As he tried to catch Why? the second Why? fish. Why? No, know. you put it down. You're on a boat. You, get a, you don't need you a bigger boat. You get a, you just a gotta... well and you put it in there. Yeah, yeah, put it in a live on well. The ground, put it in a bucket. On the side of the ground. No, you don't put it in your pocket or anything. Put it in the pocket. By yeah. the time he got doing? to the hospital, he was unable oh. to speak and experiencing oh. shortness of breath. Oh, they got those spiny fins, Shaw. Oh. The doctor used his hands oh. to pry open the man's mouth and extracting the fish All right, with Shaw. the other hand. Who'd you rather? Where are you taking it? Where are you taking the fish if you got to put it somewhere? Mouth. Mouth, Can I put it penis, in my or butt? No, you got which orifice? I, I don't. Which fish. orifice? Ears. Which I, one is it going I in, Shaw? <laughs> you don't get to use that excuse, you fishing son of a bitch. I don't fish. I don't. I don't sport that. Right. You I can't. play the motorboat. You motorboat. Come on, tell me where it's going. Which no. orifice you putting it no. in, Shaw? Where do you keep that thing for Why safekeeping? Why would he put it in? His, I don't understand that. He well, can, I get like, it's convenient. Maybe his hands are full and you just pop it in there. But like. Nope. How about putting, on the down? Where are where are my feet? You know what's feet? wild? It's going by that my can't, feet. That can't be the first time he's put a fish in his mouth either, Shaw. That's not a first time right. go-to move. You know, he's got to have done that before and thought, oh, I'll just yeah, get away with this, this again. Before? Sure, why not? Yeah, no big deal. The fish will I'm just... Oh! Well, wiggle its way down my throat. Oh, man. That's a what she said. bizarre series of explosions is plaguing Pittsburgh. The targets, porta-potties. Well, the people most, are blowing up porta potties. Yeah, the most recent incident: a construction crew arriving for work in the morning found their toilet had been blown up. Oh, don't Were they do putting that. fireworks in there? Or well, dynamite? they say some kind of an explosive device had been used. There have been at least three portable toilet explosions in the city over the past couple of weeks. Somebody's got a problem with the portal lights. Yeah, but those 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 are important. People show up to do their hard-earned job. Are and they meth they labs? Are the me- is the meth exploding? Is that the problem? Don't I, people have, uh, like, uh, yeah, shaker bottle Yeah, but this sounds like it's on things? purpose. Not yeah, it sounds like vandals kind of a okay. thing. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, story out of the U.K. Doctors treating a man who was seriously injured in a car accident were stunned when they spotted something unusual in his x-rays. Uh-oh. Now, this guy's a career criminal. His name is, is Wiener Shaw? Tommy Poolhofer. He'd apparently been <laughs> run over when his they got him to the hospital. Poolhofer? Yeah. 
they found a mobile phone hidden in his anus. Oh, he was, uh, yeah. So he was trying to hot pocket it into the house, into the jail. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he wasn't done making a scene. He also pulled out his IV, causing blood to spread around the room, yelling, Ooh. I've got AIDS. I've got oh, AIDS. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, a judge has sentenced him to three years in prison. And another from the file marked In the Butt Bob. Uh, oh, we go. Here's a, uh, another story out of England. Uh, or, I'm sorry, this is New York. Forgive me. Okay. Uh, a 28-year-old man approached an off-duty cop around 2 in the morning knocked on the window of his car before firing a shot that barely missed the cop. The cop pulled out his weapon and shot several times, hitting the man in the chest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, this man had previously fired a revolver while drunkenly chasing people in a nearby parking lot. Mm. He also, this is where it gets interesting. Okay, here's the butt stuff, because yeah, I was waiting for the butt Had stuff. reportedly wrapped a gun inside of a condom and stuck it in his rectum as a Damn way to avoid him. detection by bar security. So uh, he just wanted to have the gun on his he person, wanted to but didn't be in want to get it. Possession of the gun when he was inside that bar. Apparently, it was wrapped inside of a bloody glove. Apparently, oh. before it was placed in his butt. Oh my gosh, dude! It is not necessary. Fit. You can't. Uh, you aren't going to be able to Maybe react fast enough to do Maybe, to have yeah. it with you. Hold on one second while I get yeah, this gun out of my butt that's stuffed inside a bloody on. latex glove. Just Hold on one second. <laughs> Stop that criming! I'm here to yeah. help. Give me just one second before we start I, shooting guns, because I got to get this. I got to get my gun out of it my pocket. I came second, prepared, actually. but it's going to be a minute. Do you reach in there and grab a chart, or do you just squat and, and cough? Yeah. That is too much planning. Which one do you, you do, You don't Sean? need a weapon. What if you're wearing pants, and you got to take your pants off, right? too? Yes. Like, what if you got a romper on? Those things it are a mess. doesn't seem a well-thought-out plan. You can't just poop out a gun in your romper. That's not a good plan at all. Can you that show? dude shouldn't go so. out. Right. He shouldn't be with other people. Yeah. That's if not you, a, If you, you have to poop, if you have to put a gun up your butt when you're going to out, feel then confident, maybe, then you just maybe don't, maybe don't go out. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mask up and don't bring your gun in your butt. Right? Is that what Fauci is that's good advice. recommending? That's exactly it. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You're listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Hard to believe it's uh, two weeks from yesterday. Two weeks oh, from man. yesterday. I got to order my friggin' turducken, Shaw. I got to get that thing. That's right. Now. You better. But, uh... Yeah, I, uh, well, I call. I got a call today because uh, I called Festival in the Village last week, and they weren't sure if they were getting them. Uh, so I got a call back there today, and then if they don't, I got to call Woodman's and see if they've got them. And if not, then I'm just going to order it online and have it delivered. But uh, Thanksgiving side dishes, I think we are all in agreement here on The Morning Sickness that stuffing is numero uno. Absolutely. Unless it's got weird asparagus tips or artichoke hearts or whatever the hell Jean put in hers that one year. Mm -hmm. Is that what you, what was it, artichokes? Yeah, it was. And sausage. Oh, it was so gross. Oh, God, it was terrible. Shaw, I can't even, it might have been the worst thing I've Although ever eaten. Although I'm not, I don't look forward to stuffing if it's just boxed. You know, I don't no, want, no, so, no. I want the, the, you gotta go the home extra, stuff. yeah, the extra mile. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know me, man, I'm an 80s kid, so mac and cheese out of the box, stuffing out of the box. Really? I, I'm, oh, yeah. I, I, not that I don't like, you know, homemade stuffing. Yeah. But I'm fine with stovetop. A little bit of water, a little bit of butter, I'm good to go. And you make it as gloopy and gluey as possible. <laughs> but uh, according to a new survey, Shaw, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on in the world today. But people are apparently uh, loving mashed potatoes oh, yeah. That's always more than anything. I don't get it. I'm Irish, and I love potatoes. I love, you know, French fries and tater tots and hash browns and au gratin potatoes. But just plain old boring-ass mashed potatoes, I do dude. say that on Thanksgiving, though, when we make our mashed potatoes, regular mashed potatoes for the rest of the year, just simple. But on Thanksgiving, it gets all, like, four, like three sticks of butter and all Sour the cream. cream and, and, I mean, it's way richer See, I like a good potatoes. garlic mashed or, like, something that's got a little something to it, Shaw. But, uh, dude, just plain old mash. I, mm -hmm. I have no interest in that at Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll double up on the stuffing or add 
some extra green bean casserole before I go for uh, mashed potatoes. But that's uh, number one in ten different states, including Wisconsin and Minnesota, by the way, mashed potatoes. You want to take a stab at what's uh, the most favorite popular dish, uh, side dish, Thanksgiving side dish in Iowa, Shaw? You want to take a stab at Ooh, that? Ooh, Iowa, Shaw. Uh, I will go with the uh, the green green bean casserole. No, corn. 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 Oh, sure. Corn. That makes sense. Yeah, got to have that corn. Uh, but, yeah, mashed potatoes, number one in ten different states. Not that stuffing did bad. It was number one, I think, in seven different states. But uh, green bean casserole did pretty well, represented down in the south uh, with Texas. And you've also got uh, sweet potato casserole mm-hmm. uh, down in Florida. You've got uh, stuffing up in the uh, northeast there and looks like Vermont and in Massachusetts. Looks like cranberry sauce is the number one side dish in New Hampshire, my home state. What the hell are we doing over there? We're snorting cocaine or something. Uh, deviled eggs, though. Look at that. Deviled huh, eggs represented really? in, in Indiana. Yeah, uh, That's your jam. So, you can't go wrong. I love me some deviled eggs, Shaw. Those are good. But I, I wouldn't consider that's them a side That's an appetizer, dish. not a side dish. Right. Right? Yeah, when we do our traditional uh, Thanksgiving dinner with our in-laws and, and, and my wife's side of the family, uh, the deviled eggs are on the on the table and the counter first, and people are diving into those, getting warmed up for the turkey and everything. But uh, numero uno, most popular Thanksgiving side dish, uh, according to this recent survey, is mashed potatoes, number one in 10 different states around the country. You can uh, read this article on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. Give a look-see at the other stuff that came in uh, for popular Thanksgiving side dishes. But you can take that mashed potatoes, put it on your plate, because I'm going to double up on stuffing this year, Shaw. Mm. I'll have some mashed potatoes as long as there's some gravy to go over. Yeah, gravy. I don't even Mm. care. Gravy and extra. I I just Mm. just give me a pat of butter. Mm. Extra stuffing. All the stuffing. I'm the weird guy that, like, secretly eats stuffing while no one's looking looking, to. You know what I mean? Like, I go back in the kitchen and I'm just... Grazing on stuffing, like, oh, this spoon's dirty. I'll just, oh, uh, I'll just let me clean that up. Not awesome, not great. The best is yet to come, but better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the morning sickness podcast. Uh, the weekend is here, Shaw. Obviously, it's Friday, and uh, I don't know what you got planned this weekend. You do some cooking, you do some. Do some stuff around the house. What are you going to be doing this weekend, Shaw? Uh, we're going to get a pizza tonight and watch the uh, Iowa-Minnesota football game. Hey, there by you the go. Shaw, yeah. I ordered from Big Al's last night. Delivery, delicious. Nice. So Yeah. I think today is tacos. We didn't get a chance to do that yesterday. I was too busy working on the lawn, and I really wanted to get some tacos from Baracho's. So I think today is going to be the day that we get something from Baracho's uh, for takeout. But obviously, I'm going to be hanging up Christmas lights and just kind of laying low because uh, of exposure. Got to, you know, yep. just stick around the house. But uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on around the cross. And as always, you can hit up AroundRiverCity.com to see a, a ton of events in our area, including holiday events uh, that are happening uh, happening now through the end of the year. But uh, this weekend, this uh, today uh, in particular, Shaw, if you want to see some live music in person, there's a couple of places what? in our area that, yep, doing some live music. Dewey Side Street Saloon, north side of town, live tunes from Uncle Brew and Pirate Charlie. Uh, the 7 until 11 p.m. tonight. Also, if you want to check out Mason Peters, he's going to be live at Whiskey River Bar and Grill in West Salem tonight starting at 9 o'clock. You can see those uh, online at aroundrivercity.com or go to the Morning Sickness blog. I just uh, I wrote an article for this uh, this morning. Uh, tomorrow, the Winter Farmer's Market at Cameron Park yeah, in downtown yep, La Crosse. Yep. Now, they're doing this every Saturday yep. uh, till what, December 20th, I believe. 
And there is free parking in the ramp downtown, which obviously is going to make a big difference with uh, the alternate side parking coming up. But that starts at 9 o'clock tomorrow uh, in the morning, goes to 1 o'clock, the Winter Farmer's Market. So if you need some veggies, uh, you know, for a soup that you're making or a chili, you can pick those up at the Winter Farmer's Market tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. at Cameron Park. And then in the afternoon tomorrow, Shaw, a little bonus here, Turkey Scramble, uh, 2 until 4 at Myrick. Bring the kids. They've got a bunch of different events. You take these things home, you make crafts, and then you post it on their page, and you got a chance to win some cool prizes. Uh, you can find out more about the UWL Recreation Management Department presenting the Turkey Scramble on Saturday <laughs> afternoon at Myrick Park. And then on Sunday, and this is very important, we talked about this briefly yesterday, but uh, obviously uh, spend your money locally. And downtown Main Street, along with the La Crosse Area Chamber of Commerce, is presenting small Shop Small Sundays. Uh, it starts this Sunday, and it goes all the way through the end of the year. Uh, and every single week, they've got a different corporate sponsor that's going to help to donate money, along with some of that week's sales from shops downtown here in La Crosse, uh, to small business, uh, the Small Business Resiliency Fund. You can find out more, again, online at roundrivercity.com, and you can also enter your events at roundrivercity.com. So if you've got stuff going on uh, and you want to let us know, just go ahead and enter your events at aroundrivercity.com. I'm taking a, a wreath design workshop tomorrow. <laughs> what? Oh, really? I am. At River City Lawnscaping, they are showing you how to make your own evergreen wreaths. Basically, it's a class. And I signed up for, I don't know, a long time. That's something I don't think I would have done pre-COVID. But I'm like, hey, that sounds right. like I could learn how to do that. And then it sounds kind of fun. And then at the end of the day, I've got a wreath. They've got some openings on Sunday, by the way, if you're interested in that. Nice. River City Lawnscape. Uh, I think uh, I think I'm going. You know, in between all the television watching, I'm going to do this weekend, Shaw, and, and drinking. Uh, I think the other thing I want to look into is uh, online uh, tutorials for meditation. Oh, sure. Uh, I've always been, in, even when I was a teenager, I've always been interested in that, and uh, obviously trying to quiet the din. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. it comes to everything that's going oh, on in the world today, yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. Far. Let's not go that far. Right? Oh, it's just, I'm not going to start burning candles and wearing patchouli and. And all that stuff. Uh, oh, but, uh, yeah, go all in. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know me, Shaw. I'm not, I'm not the all in guy. But uh, maybe give, give that a look uh, on the Internet. By the way, we just got a text on the rock line from Terry. Uh, said the Christmas farm in Mindoro will be open to cut your own trees. Unfortunately, we can't have hay rides, but Santa's petting zoo will be available. Awesome place. Tons of trees to choose from. So thank you, Terry, for that. Uh, I think I've been there before. They've got uh, beautiful that. horses and yeah. Uh, also got a text from Kyle. Uh, must be uh, in between drinking his mo- Monster Energy drink. He uh, said, "If you're stuck in your basement this weekend, as usual, there's a good OJ documentary on Netflix." Yeah, I've huh. seen I've seen the OJ documentaries. Thank you very much, though. Thank you. So there you go. Three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Appreciate all the feedback, and uh, obviously, whatever you do, be safe. Wear your mask. Uh, wash your hands. All that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Missed it? Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. At 957therock.com and the 957therock app.